Welcome, everybody. I am Jason, also known as Lazarus Horror, and I am happy and proud to bring you back to my realm of stories. First off, we're going to be telling you a new story of stone and blood. Some of you may be asking what happened to the others. Cotel of Sin, Camp of Sin. Well, my friends, ghouls, they've all disappeared. But no, really. So what happened? I moved the RSS feeds. Things happened. Things got deleted. So instead, I'm going to be starting over. Camp of Sin would no longer be supported. I may go back and start to redo it, build it better, make it a lot cleaner than what I wanted. Hotel Sin will be on a hiatus for currently until I can figure out what I'm going to do with it. We'll see. We may mess around with some things. But I am going to be bringing you, for the time being, of Stone and Blood. Stone and Blood will be a horror anthology podcast. It will, as of currently, be running three different arcs in this first season. And I've already pretty much have figured out what I'm going to do with the three arcs. I'm not going to tell you how many episodes that will be. I'm still kind of figuring that out. New things, they will be coming out bi-weekly. Hope you're excited for this. I've already got the first two episodes done and ready to go. I just need to finish editing going. Secondly, I will be moving the Patreon to be supporting content to bring for this season. So, for example, if you support me on Patreon, you will be able to get access to in-between episodes of content that's going to be coming out about new things that you're introduced to, stuff, kind of a mix of things. So, with all of that, there will also be trigger warnings on each episode they'll be in the notes and they will also be at the beginning before i start the episode and if you do need to contact me please feel free to email me at lazarushorrorproductions at gmail.com and let's get started with this episode of blood and stone the liars of men in 1864 an old town was founded, the town of Brushington. Brushington only had about 20 people founding it. There was about five different families. Each one had money putting in to build this town. There, of course, was an inn, a doctor's office, a general goods store. They were slowly starting to build a train depot as the trains was being built. But our story not will not take place there in Brushington as of yet. The land was also sacred to a Native American tribe. The history books lost what name the tribe was, but they were a friendly group of people trusting of the white man, giving them food, information, even letting them have the land to build. But they also told them to respect 
the sacred land that they had reserved. It was the burial ground of their families. But at the same time, the Native American tribe gave passage to three women who built a house on this land they were caring for it. The Native American tribe knew who these women were, knew what they could do. They had powers beyond anything of this world. As Brushington slowly started to grow, these three women went out with their services and helped, cured, healed, hurt. Brushington knew of these women, knew to respect them, to fear them, because in one minute they would give you everything, and in a second they would take it all. Everything came with a price. Everything. One of the families their oldest son, Joshua Taylor, was not trusting of these women. He was the mayor of this town. He knew what he wanted. He wanted to rid them, wanted to kill them. Anything he could do to get rid of them. But the fact of the matter was, he couldn't do it all alone. So what he did, he appointed his younger brother, Joey, to be the sheriff of the town. With Joey, Joshua was going to try to rid these women, try to get that land as they found out. It was prime real estate for mining, building a house. It overlooked the entire valley that Brushington was on. He wanted it, Joshua. He went to the four other families and asked for them to help, but neither family wanted anything to do with it. They wanted to get away to run. Deep in the hells itself of this valley, Joshua thought of a plan. He called for his older brother who moved away, Jacob. Jacob was a judge in another city, asking Jacob to come to Brushington, be the judge there. They were going to make these women pay. Jacob got his family, friends, and they moved to Brushington. It took about two weeks to move and settle. But once they did, Jacob, Joshua, had their plan, their plan of revenge. Jacob signed the letter stating that the land now belonged to Joshua Taylor. And they led the charge to take the ground. They went and met with the three women 
all three were sitting there on their front porch when Joshua and Jacob approached, handing them each a letter, instructing them that the land belonged to Joshua. They would have 20 days to leave, forfeit everything. The women just laughed. This land will never belong to you or anyone but us. It was a gift. We are the protectors of this land. Joshua spat on one of the women. This land will be mine. Even if I have to kill each one of you and drag you out and burn you, hang you, do whatever I need, this land will be mine. The women just told him to leave. Two weeks have passed. We were coming up on six days until the deadline. Joshua was getting his posses ready. He knew the women weren't going to leave. He was going to have to kill them, which he was fine with doing. He knew what they were doing hurting the town that he loved. And for progress to move forward, he would have to kill what was holding it back. One day, Jacob was sitting in the courtroom, going over some papers for the upcoming trial that he was working on. And all of a sudden, Jacob started to feel his throat closed, his heart beating faster. He was shaking. Jacob fell onto the ground, grasping for air, grabbing at anything he could find. Slowly, he could feel his life was slipping, and in the last instance he saw standing above him was the three women smiling. The next morning, Joshua was looking for his older brother and found him in the courtroom, laying there dead. Joshua knew who done it, knew what he was going to do. Joshua got his posse. He still technically had two days until the land was his. Till the woman was supposed to leave, Joshua didn't care. He led the charge. Forty-five people walked up to that hill to where that little shack was, overlooking the land. They surrounded it. Joshua walked up calling for the three women. The three women come stepping out. They instructed him to leave. No one would get hurt. Joshua said, you killed mine, and now I'm going to kill you. And he said, now. Four people that was surrounded the house threw Molotov cocktails at the house, hitting it catching it on fire. 
Then there was four shots. One of the women fell. The other two rushing to her side, grabbing her. And there was the charge of the people. And the instance, it was a blur. Some men were killed. Some swore something come out of the ground, grabbing them, ripping them apart. But in the end, the three women laid there dead, the house on fire. Joshua counted out of the 45 men. At least 37 were still there. Five were wounded. Three were dead. They buried the bodies. The three witches, they burned. Then buried an unmarked graves. Joshua didn't say nothing. And the months to come at the end of the Civil War, Joshua built a house right on top of the three unmarked graves. Not saying a word. He worked people hard. As they died, they were buried in a grave, just like the rest. People say Joshua Taylor became mad with power. A dark force was surrounding him. Horses wouldn't go near him. He couldn't ride on them. Animals stayed away from him. Kids cried when they saw him. But he didn't care. He lost his older brother. His younger brother he couldn't even find anymore. He even forgot he had a younger brother. No one knew that he had one. They just realized that he had his older one in him. As if the younger brother just disappeared. The four other families were not happy with what happened, but they didn't say a word. They just stood there, watched as this mansion was built on the hill. And after a few months of it being built, it was officially done. Joshua Taylor invited the five families to a dinner. A dinner of fun. But it would turn into a dinner of hell. A hell that no one will escape that would shape these five families for the rest of time. It would haunt them generation after generation. These five families' legacies will be intertwined to this land and this house of stone and blood. It would be paid for one way or another. 